Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Great to be along with you. Drew, open up the phone lines. Just go ahead and open them up. 314-436-7900, St. Louis, St. Louis County. That's 314-436-7900. Toll free, it's 800-925-1120. We'll take your phone calls on KMOX this hour. And I'm going to go through some of the sports news of the day, but we'll take your calls. You can go ahead and load them up now to talk Cardinals. I know people want to. I put put it on Twitter that I was going to do it. I mentioned it on the air as well. I heard from some people that said, oh, oh, here we go. Oh, no. He's really done it this time. He's taking phone calls. The Cardinals fans are going to let him have it. They're going to air it out. That's not how it is. That's not how it is. They're, they're going to air it out. They're going to let it, the Cardinals have it and all that stuff. And there will be some sensible things as well. But this is the, the, the Cardinals fans aren't uh, are, aren't uh, nasty. They might at times be unreasonable with some of the things that, you know, they generalize. Some people will. Um, but I think mostly people are rightfully, you know, irritated and frustrated. I mean, so are the Cardinals, by the way. I mean, they're 10 and 18. I mean, they're eight games under 500. They're 10 out in the NL Central on April 30th. What the heck just happened? I mean, we've been through, I've taken calls on shows worse than this, situations worse than this, but it's not good. But Cardinals fans will be all right. They'll, they'll, they'll check in here and do it, and we'll, we'll do our thing and talk about it and talk it through. That's what we do. Beautiful day, by the way. Beautiful day. I see some clouds coming in, but otherwise, beautiful sunny day in downtown St. Louis. And it is another game. I mean, the Cardinals play. That's the thing about baseball is you can correct yourself every day. You don't have to sit on it for a week. You got to play again. You've got to pick up and go if you're the Cardinals. And mentally, this has to be draining on the players and the team. It's hard. It's not fun to lose, especially when you think you played okay. Or well, in some cases. And yesterday, they didn't have any offense against Clayton Kershaw, and they lost the ball game. 
They had some good defense from Carlson. They had a hit off Kershaw, not until the fifth. He was the first base runner that they had. Carlson, we'll see what he ends up doing today. We'll see what Ollie's lineup is. Ollie is going to join us today, by the way, but we're pushing it back. He'll be with us at 1145. I uh, worked that out with him yesterday. It's just a late uh, day for the Cardinals, a long day, and a late game out on the West Coast for us, Central Time. So we'll it's 8 o'clock out there. We'll let them get all situated, and then he will join us at 1145. And by the way, the lineup will be out by then. We may have a little news by then. I got to think the Cardinals are going to start shuffling some things around. They have, but you know, you start getting a little more aggressive and desperate to make something happen, create a spark, get some fire. Something's got to happen here. And the Cardinals are right now spinning their wheels. Let's first go to our broadcasters, get a recap of what happened, and then we'll dive into some other sports. John and Ricky in Los Angeles. They give us the latest. Bring that up, Drew. We'll hear from our guys. With Ricky Horton, I'm John Rooney. At Dodger Stadium last night, Clayton Kershaw was tough, tough, tough. Seven innings on the way to picking up his fifth win as the Dodgers beat the Cardinals 1-0. Also tough on the other side was Jordan Montgomery for the Cardinals. He pitched very well. He gave up one run early, and that's all the scoring in the game. Jordan Hicks relieved him. He pitched well. Cabrera got his man, and the Cardinals pitchers allowed just one run on five hits. Unfortunately, that was enough to pick up a loss. And that run scored in the second inning after a stolen base and a throwing error with Altman taking third. And then it was James Altman scoring on a single by Austin Barnes, who snapped an 0 for 13 with runners in scoring position. And the Cardinals need to find a way to pick up a win before heading home. It's been a tough, tough road trip, a lot of losses. It's going to be up to Jake Woodford to get him going. The Cardinals on the trip are 2 and 7. Woodford will take a 1 and 2 record to the mound against Noah Syndergaard 0 and 3. We're on the air at 2:15. The first pitch at 3:10 today. Yeah, they've lost nine series, Drew. Nine. I mean, that is just tough to take. Cardinals again. Again, 10 and 18 on the season. Another error for them, just out of character. Cardinals making errors. But yesterday was a, a good performance by Jordan Montgomery, as the guys talked about there. Six and two-thirds, a run on five hits, walk two, struck out seven. That's what the Cardinals need right now. They need consistent, good starts, and everything should fall into place. Nolan Arenado is not going to hit 239 at the end of this season. He is 0 for 4. He has really been in a skid. They moved him to third in the order trying to figure out a way to get him going. Goldschmidt hitting second against the lefty with Edmund leading off. A lot of righties stacked together. Contreras, Carlson, who can be turned around. O'Neal and then DeYoung and Kisner. He goes all righty, uh, one through eight, and it just doesn't happen. The Cardinals can't do it against Kershaw and the Dodgers, and they lose it one to nothing. Let's hear from Marmel. I know Mike and Jack are on the line. I'm going to get to you first. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. But real quick, Let's hear Ollie. This is Bally Sports Midwest. Kershaw did a really nice job. Obviously, he's done a nice job for uh, for a long time, and uh, he was on his game. Uh, located the fastball, the slider was on, landed some curveballs, kept us off balance, but did a really nice job. How good was Montgomery? Monty was good, man. Um, he went toe-to-toe with them. I mean, uh, sinker was in play, um, seven punch-outs overall. He, uh, he was determined to have a good game, and we... We saw a really good version of him tonight. You know, conversions of your bullpen guys. That yeah, Hicks came in, uh, punched out Mookie, did a really nice job there, went back out, got a couple more punch outs, and overall he's continuing to look better and better. Um, he's getting swing and miss. He's freezing guys with the fastball. He's landing the, the off-speed stuff. So overall it's been uh, encouraging to see him and what Cabby has done um, 
they, they really solidify our bullpen and we're able to use them in higher leverage situations. So that's a, that's a plus. At the end of the day, we need to put it all together. Jordan, almost two weeks ago, nearly lost his job and to be able to rebound in the way that he did. What does that say about what he learned in the early part of the April? Yeah, it's, it's called patience. And in this, in this game, you need that, especially when you have a high ceiling in the way Hicks does. It's easy to give up on guys. It uh, takes a lot more courage to stick with them, even when uh, when people don't think it's the right play. And um, we're seeing Hicksie continue to grow, both on the field and off the field, and his daily habits and, and his application of that onto the field is allowing for more consistency. So, yeah, credit to him. He's putting in the work, and we're getting a really good version. We talked pregame about Dylan Carlson and what you'd like to see from the left side, specifically with him. Did that play into the decision to keep him in there against Gradwell tonight? It, it did. Um, at some point, we got to find out. And uh, this is a guy that's running all over the field, making plays for us, and, and showing that he wants he wants it. So you give him a shot at it there. What do you, what do you see from uh, Arenado? Yeah, um, we've seen Nolan in and out of feeling good about his swing. This is a guy that's super intentional with his work, highly competitive, and uh, obsessive in the way he goes about it. And uh, last year we saw a version of this in May, and then in June he he went off. So. Um, it's a matter of time before we see Nolan doing what we know Nolan can do. Um, can you elaborate on the question about pitching, not pitching for Carlson? What's, what's the sliding scale there? Like, obviously, you have a guy in the corner that you can go to. Plus, you see the game that Dylan has had. How do you kind of weigh those? Uh, yeah, it, it, you can flip a coin there. Um, you can go either way. And Dylan. Uh, that's an opportunity there in the way he plays center field. We wanted to give him a shot, and uh, he's into the game mentally, emotionally, and um, we wanted to see what he can do there. All right, there's Ollie Marmel giving Carlson a shot, meaning yeah, this was part of the Jordan Walker move, is uh, they wanted to give more time to Carlson and O'Neal and let them show what they've got. I mean, Burleson, they've already been playing They've played him at DH and outfield so much, you'd think that he's a regular. So they obviously like what he shows at the plate. And then you have Newt, who's not going to lose playing time. Newtbar is going to play. He's just an all-around good player with a very high ceiling. So it really comes down to O'Neill and Carlson, who are veterans now. You know, They're big league veterans. Show me what you got. And that's exactly what they're doing right there. And with Carlson, they're going to give him all the opportunity. Show us. Show us what you have. And he made two terrific plays out in the field. Uh, Ollie also talking there about Carlson hitting lefty late in the game because the Dodgers brought in a right-handed reliever and they had Carlson in there trying to make something happen from the left side. They want to see him do that. They're not afraid right now to see his left-handed bat. He said he wants it, so give him a shot. He also talked there about good things. With Jordan Hicks improving and looking better, that is true. Uh, Hennessy Cabrera solidifying the bullpen, that's good, that's true. But Ollie did say we need to put it all together. And you can hear a bit of frustration there, although he said, you know, you have to have the courage to stick with some players and referring to Hicks there with the habits and then the application on the field. Arenado, again, not worried about him. It doesn't sound like Ollie is either. Arenado, the only thing you could say bad about Arenado, if anything ever, is that he cares probably so much, probably more than everybody on this radio show listening combined. I mean, he is an obsessed individual and really I think is very, very hard on himself. That's my read on Nolan. 
I, I think that he is always, always grinding, intense, trying to get better. And I don't know that you're ever going to change it. When the guy's been in the game for 10 plus years, I mean, it's just the way he is. His track record is proven. You have to just hope that it is going to eventually turn for him. And I think that it will. I mean, it's Nolan Arenado for crying out loud. And once he gets going and if Goldie's going at the same time, they can't carry a club. And a lot of these things get masked a little bit, but there are things that have to be addressed like consistency in the rotation, which we see a little bit of it starting to happen. Better bullpen, a little of it starting to happen. Got to get that offense going. They they definitely have the analytics in their favor, but analytics don't win games. Runs win games. And they've got to find a way to get players across the plate somehow, some way, anyway. Anyway. That's uh, Ollie Marmel in a nutshell. Let's take your phone calls. 314-436-7900, 800-925-1120. Mike, you are first up on KMOX's Sports on a Sunday morning. It is great to have you. Thank you. Uh, my first question is, um, you know, we heard this offseason how they, they might spend more money. And if you look at the free agents, they really haven't done that well. But it was just odd that nothing happened. And um, then you have all these hitters, and they're not really seeming to get in a rhythm. I don't even know if they're that happy because I'm not sure Carlson or O'Neill think they're going to be here. Now, that doesn't mean they shouldn't hit. Um, and then, of course, you have to wonder about the, their philosophy. And I'm not the fire Mo guy normally, but uh, I hear Bill and Mo work on everything together anyway. So I don't know if they'll make that big of a difference. And uh, I just, I just, you know, the obvious question is, you know, why, why didn't anything happen? Was it the TV deal? You think? I, I, I don't know. I think they have plenty of money. I do think that they poked around and looked for deals, tried to make something happen. And in the end for a free agent pitcher, they decided they couldn't make a deal that made sense for them. I think they felt like perhaps they were going to get outbid or maybe they just couldn't come to terms with the agent on a certain player or two or pitcher or two. You know, there are some pitchers out there that Cardinals fans wanted. And I'm pretty sure the Cardinals looked at them too. You know, there's one right there, Jose Quintana. I mean, who wouldn't want him back? The guy started game one of the playoffs for you. But, you know, could they just not work out a deal, perhaps, if if they got involved with Quintana? Maybe. Uh, as it turns out, he's not pitching anyway and might not pitch for a while. Uh, Verlander was one that I think everybody wanted, but Verlander hasn't gotten going yet. Uh, Carlos Rodon was another one. He hasn't gotten going yet. So, I mean, I think part of the fear of the Cardinals trying to ink a free agent pitcher is committing dollars to a, a long-term Verlander wouldn't have been long-term, but some of these others long-term and the risk that you could hamstring your team and injury creeps up on a pitcher and suddenly you're stuck with a big deal. Maybe that enters their mind. Um, I'm not saying that they didn't do anything. They might have gone around and tried to make a deal happen, but just didn't feel like with the deals that were flying around baseball that they wanted to get into anything that enormous. That's my guess. But we'll, we'll talk to John Mozela, kind of review the offseason a little bit and what he thought about that. The other thing is trades. At the deadline last year, they got Montgomery and Quintana for prospects that are not Walker, hence uh, Graceffo, Gorman, Mason Wynn. I, mean, I think everybody wanted Jordan Walker, and this is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. 
I mean, just like Dylan Carlson a few years ago was not going to happen, where Mo said on this station, this was where he said that famous line, you can have Dylan Carlson if you're willing to pry him from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> okay. That's pretty definitive. So they don't want to trade big prospects anymore. They're tired of seeing a Rosarena and Alcantara and Gallon and all these others that they let go to make a desperate move or a move that they thought would really improve them. Uh, and these guys are going on to be all world players. That's not fun. Not to mention there are others that they let go that are performing at a very high level. So they want to hang on to those prospects and give them opportunities. And I think that that gamble has not worked out so far. I think it's fair to say, but it's also April 30th. Um, let's go to Jack. I hope I answered all of, of what uh, Mike was talking about there. Jack, you're on KMOX. Thanks for your patience. Thank you, Tom, for doing this. I appreciate it. It's you encouraging bet. and refreshing to know that the sports open line is back again. There's so many of these other stations that don't have dialogue with the fans. They just take your text and give their opinion, and that's the end of it. I appreciate but, uh, it. I got a lot of a lot of things concerning me concerning the Cardinals. Been a lifelong Cardinal fan for over sixty years. I got a list of them here. If you bear with me for a minute, oh, go uh, for it. Yeah, I, look, this the, this shows as much yours as it is ours. So go for it. First of all, Burleson might be a hitter, but he's not an outfielder. Walker was never an outfielder. I'm glad they sent him back because that's what he needs as well as his hitting. He could not play. He needed AAA experience to learn how to play the outfield. Okay. Uh, O'Neill and Carlson have to play. Carlson's your center fielder. I don't care if he hits 220. O'Neill cannot play center field. It seems to me the Cardinals entire bunch of April was just experimentation, moving guys all around that were out of position that cost them games, et cetera, et cetera. A couple things that do bother me. Uh, when the first game of the Arizona series, the first thing they put on the TV screen is that Goldsmith is the leading hitter in the National League against Arizona with a 449 average, but it's his scheduled day off. So he doesn't play on that Monday yet. The entire team has the day off the following Thursday, two days later. This guy's making big money and he's your star, but then he needs a scheduled day off before a team scheduled day off two days later. Then they do the same thing with Arnado when they go on the road trip. Then you go to California. The first thing they say about the Dodgers is they lead the league in stolen bases against them. So what do you do? They put the lineup out. The best stolen base they got, the player they got is Edmund, and he's sitting on the bench. He's not even in the lineup. But the thing that really bothers me, and if you pay attention to the Cardinals, like I probably do too much at my age, but the Cardinal pitching staff is entirely different from Kisner's catching. I know you paid the guy the big money. I know he's got a better bat. I don't see any difference in their defensive abilities. But you watch when Kisner's catching versus when Contreras is catching, and you get a much better pitch game. He calls a better game. He knows the staff. He hit 240 to 250 in the minor leagues when he played every day. If the rest of this lineup would produce, if Kisner got a good solid shot to play 10, 12 days in a row, I'm sure he'd hit at least 230 or 240. Take Helsley's game, for example, when he gave up the home run ball. He never called a fastball the entire bat. And the guy gets a, gets a slider on the 3-2 pitch and hits it out of the park, they lose the game. That's the kind of stuff that bothers me. And what's really evident to me this year, more so than ever, I think Marmel blew it with this O'Neill thing in the public. I think he may have lost part of the clubhouse. That's to be seen, I guess, down the road. But I know it's very obvious to me now why Schilt got fired because he doesn't follow. He wasn't following the book from upstairs versus how it's being run right now. That's just my opinion and some of the observations I've had. Yeah, I'll be anxious to hear your response. And thanks again for doing this, Tom. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Thank you very much. Um, there's a lot to get to there. I think. Um... 
you know, all of it's very interesting and really good observations. I want to make sure I get to all of them. That second to last one there, what is he still on the line? Is he gone? Okay. Because I, I was just thinking about, um, oh, he's talking about Schilt. Okay. And, you know, yeah, that I mean, that's true. I mean, he didn't follow what the overall philosophy of the team is, both on and in the dugout and away from the dugout, and they moved on to Ollie Marmel. So that is true. Um, there's a lot to get into here. Uh, Kisner. So Kisner versus Contreras. I will counter Jack and say that the Dodgers stole three bases on Contreras yesterday, and two of them were by Freddie Freeman, who hasn't had a multi-steal game this year, but he stole two on Kisner. So, yeah, he does call a very good game and made a phenomenal play against the Giants on that little number that he went out and got and then came back and got the runner at the plate. That was incredible. Uh, great, great play. You don't see that play hardly ever. Uh, and he's very good receiver. But, you know, the Dodgers ran on him yesterday and were successful three times. So, you know, do they run on Contreras like that? I'm not so sure. Plus, Contreras is a better hitter. He just is better than Kisner. So I'm not I'm not so big on that Kisner should be playing every day. You needed to upgrade the lineup and you needed a little swagger. And that's the thing is that I, I love Kiz. He's a big personality in the clubhouse, but Contreras gives them that fire, that edge that they need. They absolutely and desperately need right now. Uh, you also talked about moving parts. I think that's a good observation. I think the Cardinals have been very much experimenting and moving around. They use that term flexibility, but is that always good? You know, is, is there something to be said about settling things down a little bit? And that's part of the Jordan Walker move to AAA. And I think your point that Walker needed to learn to play the outfield in AAA is also something that they don't mention as much. They talked about his hitting and his approach at the plate. And nobody wants to disrespect Jordan Walker, but maybe that is part of it a little bit. And they want to see the outfielders who can play those positions well, those three incumbents, uh, man those spots where Burleson becomes more of a fourth outfielder DH type of player. He's not a defensive replacement at all because, as you mentioned, he's not as good of an outfielder as the other guys, but he does have the type of bat and plate coverage I think that they like. I think he has good pitch recognition so far, so good for Alec Burleson. I think he could become not Nolan Gorman caliber hitter, but he's had some runs like Gorman. He can be pretty good. And then you you mentioned um, the fact that O'Neill and Carlson are very good outfielders, and they are. Uh, and, you know, Carlson especially should be playing center field and not O'Neill, and I, I agree with that as well. I think that O'Neill starting the season as the center fielder was maybe not the best play. I think that uh, Carlson and Newtbar are your center fielders. O'Neill can play it, there's no doubt, but who? why does Tyler O'Neill get to – decide or, you know, that he's, he's the number one piece in that outfield. I haven't seen that except for 2021 when he went on that tear, you know, to me, they're all even, I mean, everybody gets a shot at it. So five outfielders now down to four and Walker will be back. He'll come back and do it. Jack, I hope I addressed everything. If not, let us know. Uh, let's go to Fred. You're next on KMOX. I love how Jack said I spend too much time on the Cardinals. No, you do not, Jack. You spend just enough time, maybe, uh, you know, maybe even more. Fred, how are you? I'm doing very well. I um, 
think Jack and I could be really good friends. I mean, <laughs> Me too. I kind of want to have I want to have a cold one with Jack and just talk it out. I Me love too. it. Yeah, and I joined you. Yeah, and I joined you. Um, my first game was 1959, and going through the 60s, we had a set lineup. Going through the 80s, St. Louis had a set lineup, and you didn't worry too much about your bench players. They got in occasionally. They pinch hit. They pinch ran, but what you know, you got to have that set that lineup until they prove they can't do it. You can't keep taking them in and out of the lineup. I mean, that was a problem with Colton Wong when when um, Mike Matheny kept kind of jerking him around in and out of the lineup. We play him all the time. He was pretty darn good. But anyway, I, I have nothing to add to what Jack said, except I think, I, I forget analytics, but I think Tyler O'Neill is an overrated outfielder because I don't think he gets the breaks on the ball, gets breaks to the ball forward and backward and sometimes laterally. And um, so I think his, his feeling average is up because he doesn't get to a lot of balls. That's, that's all I have to say. And Jack hit it all on the head. Okay. That's an interesting observation as well. And I appreciate that. Uh, good stuff there. Most notably the regular lineup. I, I have always been about a regular lineup. Things have changed in baseball, but it should not be a factor how much a player makes or that you feel like you have to play a player because you've put so much money into the player player earns playing time and if the player is good enough they play and if you feel like you have the right combination and you win you win it's always about writing down the lineup is what gives me my best chance to win today but there are some oh i know what it was uh jack the one thing that i missed was he talked about arenado and goldschmidt and giving them days off kind of, you know, moving that around a little bit. You know, we don't always know what goes on in that clubhouse. They don't tell us every little thing. And sometimes, you know, you may have some information that a guy needs a day or you need to play another guy. I, Unless Goldie and Arenado can't go, I've got them in there every day. That's me. But, you know, they know more than I do of what's going on behind. They know more than all of us than what's going on behind closed doors. And perhaps there was a a method to their madness, but I, I agree with Jack on that one as well. Okay. So back to the starting lineup. Yes. I mean, when I was growing up, so my team was the teams in the eighties, 82. I could tell you the lineup 85. I knew it by heart. Coleman McGee, her Clark, uh, Pendleton, Van Slyke, you know, Ozzy, uh, Porter behind the plate. I mean, it, you know, the, they could mix and match that five through eight, but it was Coleman McGee, her Clark every day. And, you know, sometimes Ozzy would be closer to the top, but that was it. And you knew what you were going to get there, and there is something to be said for that. Let's go to, and Fred, thank you for that call. Let's go to Lee on KMOX. Lee, you're next up. I, eventually, I'm going to take a break, Drew. Don't worry about it. Have I even taken a break yet? No, I haven't. Okay. Lee, how are you doing? I'm <laughs> good. How are you? I'm good. I appreciate the old school. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. I mean, I don't love what's going on, but I do love talking about it. Well, I mean, uh, the guy two guys ago, he ought to be, Cardinals ought to go pay him. <laughs> because the way I would put it, it's a poorly constructed team managed poorly. And you can get rid of all the players ever since the debacle in the wild card game where you throw a pitcher that has compromised with his hand in your most important game to all 
all the constantly moving guys out of position to where all of a sudden your defense is bad. Is it, given Alcantara and Azarana, that's management. The guy who's going to be on the radio in a little bit, he's management. And there's going to be a lot of empty seats down there, which hasn't happened around here for a long, long time. And in almost any other city, I, mean, I would include professional soccer in Europe. If somebody's been a general manager of a team for 15 years and the team's in last place and just fired a manager before that won 17 games in a row six weeks before he got fired, uh, at some level, where's the accountability? Because I don't see it and the people don't see it. Every time he comes on the radio, you're lo- they're losing money because people, they're tired of it. They just don't want to hear it anymore. They're not buying into it. It's like, are we going to believe what we're hearing or what we're watching with our eyes? So, personally, it's the same thing when I brought LaRusse in. Instead of bringing some kid who's really the same age as the manager, which generally doesn't sound like all that great an idea, no matter who it is, they're going to have to go get somebody that's not a yes man. I've always been convinced they brought this kid in so they didn't have to give Yachty the job because Yachty's going to be tough to control. (laughs) To me, it strikes me. It's all about the control. So, Lee, thank you. Thank you. I I appreciate the call. You know, the game has changed. Uh, it's, It's no longer the manager runs everything. There is a team that runs the team. And the team is led by John Mosellock, and Ali Marmel is the field manager. He does Mosellock does not make decisions in game, uh, nor does he run the clubhouse. But he is the boss, and there is a team of front office personnel who deliver data on the daily and multiple times daily to that field staff to use that to process that information. So it is a team that works together. It's not a puppet, then they pull strings. I mean, they have to have everything in place. And that person that runs that clubhouse, the manager of the team, has to be someone that has the player's respect. So they were fully in belief that a change was necessary and that 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 manager was going to be able to have the team's respect, but also the knowledge of what the front office was trying to accomplish. And it always starts at the top. Bill DeWitt makes that call. Uh, for the organization, he approves what John Mosellock does. Period. End of story. I mean, so I appreciate that call very much. I do need to take a break. It's ten thirty-five. It is sports on a Sunday morning. Sponsored by Gray Bar. We'll be back. We Steve and Kurt. If you want, call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hang on, we'll get to you. We have Seth, Dave, Jen. They're all next on KMOX. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. We'll get back to our callers in just a moment, so hang on. Just running through some comments on our Facebook page slash Twitch slash Twitter slash YouTube that uh, we put a stream out on this show so you can see me in my Kaufman Fund vest right now sitting in front of a lamp uh, here in the KMOX studio. Kaufman Fund uh, supports veterans and their families. Uh, They are a wonderful organization. Uh, Let's see. Eddie says, thank you for the show. I appreciate it, Eddie. He says, I wish the Cardinals would play more small ball. Uh, Wouldn't hurt. Uh, If they had the speed to accomplish that, I'm all for it. Uh, does anybody know when Wainwright would be back? Says Keisha, he'll be back today because he's starting for AAA Memphis against Durham at 4.05 Central Time. It'll be on ML- MILB TV, Minor League Baseball TV. And if you don't catch that, I'm sure my man Kyle Reese will have gifts galore, uh, video galore of Adam Wainwright on Twitter. Uh, Eddie also said, do you see any big trades coming? Not yet. Uh, not until teams start to fall out of the race and the Cardinals will pounce, but the Cardinals need to be in the race uh, for that to happen. Uh, every Michael says every team in MLB switches their lineup constantly. I do agree with that. There is more of that being seen now. It's a trend around baseball. The other trend is that starters do go shorter and the bullpen takes over a little quicker. And there are more hybrids of sorts in the bullpen and they kind of manage their bullpen in that way. So, Michael, I appreciate that. Uh, Bryce said the coach lost the team. That's something else that Jack might have brought up, did he? Uh, that Ollie, maybe, you know, the whole thing with Tyler. I, I, my my whole take on the Tyler O'Neill thing, I told you guys from the very beginning, is that you put that to bed, the manager is the boss, and when he says something, you do it. I think that going out and doing it publicly was probably in response to trying to get his attention, and perhaps it is something that has been addressed or wanted to be addressed, and they, he just went out and said, you know what, I'm just going to I'm gonna do it this way. And whether you agree with it or not, a lot of people didn't. Uh, we'll see if it ends up being effective. I don't think he's lost the team. I think this is still Ollie Marmel's team, and they like him a lot. I hope that addresses some of those. Oh, Michael also said he likes Chip Carey. <laughs> he said I, he's no Danny Mac, but I think he's been good, says Michael. Well, Chip's great, and Danny Mac's... Uh, one of the best as well. Uh, just two outstanding guys. Love them both. Let's go back to the phone calls and Steve. Let's go to Steve. He's been waiting the longest, Drew. Line five. How are you, Steve? Hey, Tom. I'm up in Peoria for a trade show. It's a little windy. I'm driving up. So, but All good. I, I, reached out to, I reached out to you, and I really appreciate you doing this. I reached out to you of LinkedIn, of all things, and we talked back and forth about Innsbruck. But I really appreciate you doing this. If you give me just a few minutes, and then I, I kind of want to just lay out my concerns, and then you could, you give your expert answer. So I okay. want to forewarn you, it's not a lot of positive stuff. Cardinals are the classiest organization in all of sports. Unquestionable, in my opinion, what they do with the size market historically and presently. All that being said, John Mosaloc owns this. He ran off a manager of the year, uh, Mike Schilt, and this is his guy. My impression of Ali Marmol, I'm a 57-year-old man. I'm in upper management for a large sport 
manufacturing company. You got to be a little humble when you come into that position. And he comes across as stoic. He comes across as arrogant. Uh, he, 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 he's made horrible game decisions. Uh, his calling out of, of O'Neill was absurd that this early in the season. Everything I've heard about O'Neill, and I, I've got some friends that are inside the Cardinal, Cardinal organization, said that O'Neill is one of the classiest, most friendly players on the entire roster. Great guy. This team, is, this team has been stripped of all of its, all of its veteran, uh, obviously Pujols and Molina, uh, they got to retire at some point. But now we got some pitching coach that I guess he's some analytic, analytical guy, probably never thrown a pitch in his entire life. We've got Ali the minion Marmol in there. Uh, I think he's lost the team. I think, I think he, this team, I think the Cardinals have been trying to recover money from COVID for the last three or four years. And it all comes down to how much money you want to make. They've made promises for two years now, and they have not delivered. They've looked the fans straight in the face, and I feel like I've been lied to. You've, I don't know what they said to Arenado, but even my wife said, God, I would be furious if I was him. They've made a promise to deliver on a team, and they have not done it. This pitching staff, with Adam Wainwright, God bless him, as your supposed front ace, are you kidding me? And, and the, the, none of these pitchers outside of Montgomery – Mike and Michaelis have, have really, really are a one through five, in my opinion. They, what the Cardinals expected to do was to milk the fans along, get in, win this what has been traditionally a weak division, and then go get some pitching and say, hey, maybe we'll win a series. They have not gone for it in a long, long time. And Ali Marmol is not Tony La Russa. Ali Marmol isn't even Mike Schultz, who's put in his time with his organization and he sure as heck wasn't Mike Matheny, who played all those years in the majors and, and did his time as a Cardinal. And, and, and I just, they've created a situation where you have a vacuum in that clubhouse. There are no veteran leadership in there whatsoever. You have, you have just by attrition, you've lost all the veteran voices in that clubhouse, and they put on a slop pitching staff. And I agree with what the gentleman said earlier. They've got players playing out of position. If we've had players like, Rosarina, Rosarina performing well, and the guy down at, uh, for the Marlins, that's on John Mozeliak. That's on John Mozeliak's buffoonery and uh, giving an extension to guys like DeYoung and the, the things that he's done in the past. He's got to own this. This okay. is not acceptable. Steve, and they're I, what they deserve. You Thanks, came, I appreciate it, Steve. Came right back to how he started, and then he, there he goes. Boy, coming out hot. I mean, that's, I, I think, a little dramatic, but, you know, he's making some points and hard points. Uh, this is a frustrated Cardinals fan base. Some of them, I think, some of them are waiting. But there's a there's a portion that feel that. I mean, he's he's feeling strong. Let's. I want to get some more calls. Though. Let's go to Kurt. Kurt on KMOX. Go right ahead. Yeah, I guess I'm a little old school with the set lineup. You know, O'Neill left, Carlson center, and maybe you know platoon Burleson and Newpar. But you know, like you said, and uh, yeah. Definitely that Ali Marmol hire. I think that I don't, you know, I don't know who. How many people got to be on board with that? I mean, even after last year, we, you know, I don't, I don't agree. He should get the boot. You know, you got guys, managers out there like the guy said. You know, you, you know, somebody like Bruce Bochy. Look at him. You know, he's in Texas, I think now, and I, that's a weak division. But they're going to make the playoffs. I'm telling you, he's. No, there are guys out there. You know, I don't know if they didn't want to pay anybody or what. 
But uh, that's one point. And the other point is that the the young Paul. I mean, what do you think, man? Is he going to be on a team all year or not? What does he What does he have to do to get released? Well, if he, I appreciate the call, Kurt. If he's swinging the bat, well, he's going to play because they do like his defense. Uh, yesterday he went over three. His average dips down to three forty eight. But he had been on a nice little run. Hit a couple of bombs. Uh, DeYoung right now showing that he can swing without lifting that front leg and throwing himself out of whack. He's got good balance. His hands get through the zone really quickly. He's got a pair of home runs. Guys hitting three forty eight. I think they're willing to let it ride for a little while longer with some other middle infielders moving in. Make no mistake about it. Your shortstop for the future is Mason Wynn. Mason wins the shortstop of the future, and he is a star, period, end of story. Uh, let's go to Seth. Seth is on KMOX Radio. Hey, thanks for taking my call. You got well, uh, all I got to say is uh, I'm not not panicking. I'm not – I mean, I'm not mad. I actually love this. We've been needing this for years. I love that we're in last place. I hope we stay that way all year because the front office won't make any moves. Maybe it'll put pressure on them. All I got to say is, fans, get ready for Rich Hill to be – be the starter we get the deadline because this team's a joke. <laughs> oh, Rich Hill. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, um, Seth, thank you. This is also a segment of the Cardinals fans that root for them to lose, which I don't obviously agree with at all. Uh, but they are like, well, if there's, you know, they gets to the point for them that if there's not going to be change unless they lose. So I hope that they fail kind of thinking, which I don't agree with. But I do appreciate the call, Seth. Let's go before a break. Uh, let's talk to Jen. Jen is on KMOX. Hi. Hey, Jen. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, first off, I just wanted to say um, your restaurant guide to Jupiter was like our go-to years ago. Oh, that's awesome. Thank so you. It was amazing. So thank you for that. We just had a ball trying everything. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a loyal fan. I think I just, it, it just seems the Cardinal way isn't working anymore. It seems like the Cardinal way is kind of, we're going to keep doing what we're doing, so to speak, you know, even though we're in a long, I mean, not as long as Chicago and Boston, everybody, but it's been a while. And it just kind of seems like the soft NL central, we can get by with kind of testing things out. Isn't really working anymore. And, you know, I, I, we try to, you know, try to be a reasonable loyal fan, but it's just kind of like, if I'm going to put in all the time and money going down to Bush and prices are going up, but yet, you know, it just kind of seems like at times they're not holding up their end of the bargain to put the best product on the field consistently day in and day out. And I'm just wondering, you know, do we have the time to trust hunches that Dylan Carlson's going to deliver in the ninth when our continuing deficit, you know, we're in last place right now. I mean, can we afford to not put in Gorman and take a shot versus going with Carlson, like the better matchup? Yep. So Fair I'm just wondering about that. And, you know, just, the pitching, you know, just continuing to go into each season with a hope and a prayer versus, you know, I mean, I love Miles Michaelis, but I don't think he's a number one, more like a number three. And, you know, just it, Mose, like said it, he said, you know, continuing to do the same thing over and over again is insanity. And I just wonder if he's realizing how much of that he actually continues to do. Yeah, he is. I, I got to take so, a break here, Jen, but I, I really appreciate the call. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, no, I, they are trying to change some things and trying to do some things that maybe are a little bit different. And it's it's not going to be – they're going to have to get on a hot streak. And those things, sometimes you can't just make it happen. It's just got to happen. They, they feel like they have the personnel to do it. 
Um, but yeah, you know, I just had a friend text me. He said, you just said that some of the fan base is frustrated. I disagree. The entire fan base is frustrated. I can't speak for everybody at the same time, but I do feel it. I think that most of the fan base is frustrated. How about that? And then there is a group that is, they just enjoy going to the ball game and having a hot dog. I mean, they're not, if you're listening to this show right now, you're a fan, you are into it and you understand it and you watch it all the time and you're frustrated. And that's why we're taking some phone calls to talk about it. I do appreciate the call. Jen, we'll take a quick break. Come back with more after this. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win. Billikens win. Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. All right, we do have some callers waiting on the line. Dave in Springfield, Illinois, James in Jefferson City. I will get to both of those after the news if you can hang on or return uh, after the break. We are going to take a break for the news here at the top of the hour. I Look, I think these calls have been very good. I can't let people go on and on forever, so I'm sorry about jumping from caller to caller, but I want to get as many people as I can on to talk and to air out how they feel, and I appreciate all of that. We will take a quick time out for the news, and we will come back on Sports on a Sunday Morning, sponsored by Graybar, Lutz Fan and Steel at 1115, John Mosellock at 1130, and Ollie Marmel at 1145. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.